This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. And welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, the founder of Prism Wealth Management. And this show is all about helping you, our wonderful listeners, uh, learn a little bit more about what's going on in the world of wealth management, what's going on in the world of finances, uh, a little bit of help on, you know, maybe some tax efficient strategies or different ways of tackling future healthcare problems as well. Uh, but we try and relay it back down to the people of Ohio. You're the people that we serve. We want to give you good information, good value for your time. Uh, and hope to pass on a few things. And this week with me, as always, I have my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Shore and Matt Gilbert. How are you guys doing, doing this week? Great. I've had a great week. How about you, Matt? You know, long vacation we had or break and kind of regenerated, but also tired yeah. from running around. Yeah, I got to spend mm-hmm. some time with family the last couple of weeks, you know, over the 4th. And then uh, this week it got had some family visiting. So I've been busy as well. How about you, Robert? What have you been up to? Oh yeah. Traveling. Fourth of July was a great time with the family as well, too. Uh, we got a lot of celebration in, but yeah, you know, all the, all the activities, all the stuff that we did that weekend just, uh, wore <laughs> me out and, uh, some other, some other family vacations as well in there as well too. have a trip to Utah. So, uh, excited about that to get some time away with the wife and, uh, you know, recharge sure. the battery a little bit. And, uh, you know, I was thinking in terms of things, so, you know, when you think about things, sometimes, you know, putting things off can benefit you, right? Like we, we tell people, hey, you know, it's good to take action. It's good to take, you know, do things. But sometimes inaction can benefit you. And sometimes actions can make you end up with the raw end of the deal uh, in a lot of ways. I think we've all had circumstances in life where, uh, you know, you, you, you do something that you think is going to be there to benefit you. But then after you're done with it, you realize, man, oh, man, that that didn't work out quite like I thought. Like I, I remember when technology and, you know, computers and the Internet were there and they were supposed to make life easier on everybody. Uh, and realistically, yes, they do make tasks easier. But the problem is we've been inundated with so many tasks now, we're, we're busier than we ever were before uh, with it. So I don't know how much easier <laughs> right. that's made life for us, right? You know, in, in terms of the sure. original purpose. So, you know, we, we, we all have those things that happen and it happens with our money too. And it happens uh, in a lot of ways. So, you know, on the good side, Matt, I know, uh, July 1st is, it's almost like a national holiday now. I think everybody's been celebrating it for a while. Uh, is actually Bobby Bonilla Day. Uh, and many of you may not be familiar with him, but he's a baseball player. He was a big, pretty big baseball player back in the 90s into the early 2000s. Uh, but when his career was coming to an end, he made a deal. Uh, and in that deal, I think it was what, uh, Matt, you, why, why don't you fill him in? So it started in the 2000s. He had $5.9 million left in his contract. So the master negotiator, Bobby Bonilla, got with his financial experts and said, you know what, maybe we can get a deal. And they struck a deal where he gets paid $1.2 million over 25 years. 
on top of gaining 8% year over year on that as his money's sitting there. Yeah. So basically, I mean, and you got to going back to the year 2000, right? You know, making almost $6 million in professional baseball. Like na- nowadays, that's like a, a low level player on the team. That was that was a very good salary back into back at that time. And he decided to forego that. Right. Like, could you imagine making the decision to say, I'm not going to take that six million dollars right now? Like that takes some fortitude. I mean, even if on paper everything looks really good, like he says, eight percent interest, all these things. Uh, you know, it's still a lot of trust and a lot of faith that things are going to go your way. And you'd be worried that you may get the raw end of the deal. But in Mr. Bonilla's case, the deal came great because, you know, what I what I like about his is he had to wait, I think it was 10 years before he started getting paid, right? Somewhere in that neighborhood. 2011. Yeah, 10, 11. Okay. So, had to wait some time too. So, I mean, imagine saying, I know I'm not going to need that money for the next 10 years, the next decade. I mean, great to be in that position, first of all. So congrats to him. But, you know, realistically, even if it was saying, you know, I'm giving up a 600,000 or 60,000 for 10 years, that's still a, a commitment. So he makes this decision, but they promise him 8% per year. Now, when you deal with normal contracts in a lot of ways, you know, they'll give you 8% per year during the 10 years while you're waiting to get paid out. But normally during the time where you're getting paid, they're not giving interest. Mr. Bonilla's deal gave him the 8% continued to pay out while he was receiving his checks. So his $6 million is turning into around $30 million by waiting over this time period for him as well too. So pretty good deal by waiting, I would think, right? You know, yeah. you know fun fact? What's that? That's not his only contract like that. Oh yeah? He has a second contract with the Mets and Oreos, which pays him 500000 a year for 25 years. Now, I don't know what wow. kind of interest rate it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we don't know, like, okay, is it guaranteed to go to his family if he dies, right? Things like that. There's, you know, there's there's obviously stipulations in there that you're not going to know. We, we, we did put this information. Uh, every week we do a newsletter. We send out a little uh, a video or picture just to kind of let you know what the show's topic was on. We also include links to the articles that we referenced during the show. Uh, easiest way to start getting information on who we are and what we do is just to sign up for our newsletter. Letter. Uh, you can do it by either calling us at 330-804-0123. We'll get your information and we'll add you to the list and you'll, you'll get a weekly email. That's it uh, with it as well. Uh, otherwise, if you want to as well, you can even text your name and email address to 330-804-0123 and we'll get you added onto our mailing list as well too. So uh, either way, it's a great way just to get more information and understand what we're talking about. But you know, while it's good that you can get a good deal and you can find, you know, good opportunities by waiting, you know, I always, I think most Americans get leery anytime, you know, the government or a corporation or anybody comes up and says, you know, I'm going to go back and change the agreement that we made. Uh, and or, But don't worry, it's going to be for your benefit later. Right. Like, cause that's what the Mets had to do. Right. The Mets had to go to Bobby Bonilla. Like, Hey, we know we said we're going to pay you $6 million. We need you to trust us and give us 11 years with this money. And then we'll start paying you, but you're going to make so much more money if you do this. Now, 
the Mets were very generous there for a reason, and it came back to bite them pretty hard, too, because at the time, the Mets thought that they were investing their money in a great investment that was returning double-digit returns every single year for them. So paying out 8% over that time didn't matter. The problem? Well, that investment was with Bernie Madoff, right? So uh, they lost all that money that they had with him, and they were not making that double-digit return. But when the team sold, the contracts had to be honored by the new ownership. So they they lost their money to Madoff, but they got someone else to pay the bill, uh, you know, when it came to Bobby Bonilla, at least as well, too. So interesting enough, too, they make it more of like a celebration. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it is. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing NFTs now, non-fungible tokens. No, I don't recommend. I have no opinion on those. Don't want to talk about them. Uh, that's wild west of investing out there. I'll just say uh, if, you, if you want to go to the casino, have have fun. It's not my place <laughs> right. uh, to say right. one way or the other. But, you know, in terms of that, no, that's not what we focus on when we talk about wealth and, you know, wealth of Ohio and wealth management uh, in there. So, that being said, uh, you know, it got me thinking as well, too. Like, what are some of the more raw deals that I've seen happen uh, with people over the last few years? So I have kind of my list here. We'll go through them through this segment. Uh, if you're if you're new to the show, always keep in mind this is a radio show and a podcast. So you may be catching us on 93.5 FM. Uh, we come on two shows on the weekend. We come on Saturday mornings uh, and we come on Sunday mornings. Uh, but you can also go to our website, My prismwealth.com. There's a radio link there where you can check out the show and hear the extended version, which includes our bonus segment for our podcast listeners. Uh, Whether you catch us on Spotify, whether you catch us on Apple Music, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast, uh, we try and make make sure our information's available to you. But in any case, I thought of three big raw deals, you know, kind of things in my mind that stuck out to me is like, when are people actually like thinking they're getting something good, but are actually being taken advantage of? And the first big one that came to my mind was social security. Okay. Uh, No, I'm not talking about social security uh, in the sense of like, oh, some people will call it like a pyramid scheme or something. No, no, no. I don't, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, And no, I'm not talking about how uh, there's people out there who believe the government raided the trust fund and stole all the money. And that's the biggest ripoff. No, that that hasn't happened either. In fact, I talk about those when I do my social security workshop and, and how those just aren't the case when it comes to social security. And to social security's credit, Matt, I'll even say this because I, I do cover this when I, we have a social security workshop. Uh, you know, so the payout on Social Security for the amount of money you've put in and your employer puts in for you, uh, the payout that you get is fantastic. Okay, they are giving you way more money than they should be giving you, uh, and it, it, people get upset by that because they realize they're not getting that much money. That's that's true. You're not. You may not be getting as much money, but based on what was put in for you, you are getting a good return on that in most cases. Uh, the biggest reason why I say Social Security is a ripoff is because of the way it is taxed. Okay, we all know this. So Social Security is taxable when your income reaches certain levels. Okay, so we've talked about this in previous shows, but, you know, go through the history of Social Security. So there was a time period where it wasn't considered taxable income, right? Because they're taking money out of your paycheck to pay for it uh, with it as well. And, you know, after that, to to receive the money back and get taxed on it, that in a lot of people's eyes, that doesn't sit well with them. And I, I can definitely understand that. But in my case, you know, I also understand that 
while, yeah, they did take the money out of your paycheck, they did put it into a system that's paying you money back. So in some cases, this is why it's not considered a quote unquote tax on people when it comes out of your paycheck. Uh, that being said, how it gets taxed is why I think it is the biggest ripoff. So think about this. You put money into the system. So that way the system can eventually pay you money when you retire and turn it on, whatever age that may be. Then after they turn it on, they take the money back in the form of taxes. So one, they overpay you to make the benefits seem bigger, but then they try and hide the fact, they try and get the money back that they overpaid you by taxes later. It just seems like an inefficient system to me, and I, I don't like inefficiencies. Uh, but for those of you wondering, well, when does it become taxable? How does it, you know, how does it become taxable, Robert? So. You have to learn this. It's called your provisional income. We talk about this in our workshops, but provisional income is adding up all your sources of income. Uh, your your working income, if you're working while drawing, so drawing Social Security, your pension, your IRA distributions, your Roth IRA distributions do not count, uh, but your dividends, your capital gains, even the dividends you receive from municipal bonds, which are supposed to be tax-free, they are income tax-free, but they do contribute to your social security becoming taxable. See how this is a raw deal, right? You know, uh, in there. Now, you add all those up. Then you take half of what your social security benefit is. If you are an individual on social security and you add all those numbers up and that number is more than 25,000, well, then that half of your social security can become taxable. It's kind of phased in from 25,000 to 34,000. But once you cross 34,000, up to 85% of your benefit could be taxable. Uh, for married couples, this kicks in at uh, 32,000 and 44,000. So you have to understand that when your social security becomes taxable in retirement, uh, it means that you're actually paying a lot higher tax rates than what you may realize. And we're going to explain what that means, why, and how all that, how all this plays out uh, and impacts you in retirement and how it leads to a raw deal when we get back from our commercials here in just a moment. So we'll be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio show, show and podcast in just a second. Do you feel prepared for retirement? Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management works to help people navigate the uncertainties of retirement strategies. If you would like help understanding complex topics like social security, tax deferral, or growing your nest egg, visit his website at wealthofohio.com or give his office a call at 330-804-0123 or online at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And I'm here with Matt and Robert, our hosts. And Robert, good show today. You don't want to be on the raw end of a deal. Uh, and you want to make sure nope. that you're financially set and not uh, getting, getting, you know, you don't want to be taken advantage of or be on the negative end of a financial deal. And that's what we're talking about today. And that's so important. Oh, yeah. And so before the break, we were talking about when Social Security sure. becomes taxable and how it leads you to being on the raw end of the deal. So 
again, when you add up all your income and if you're an individual, that number crosses 25,000, part of your social security becomes taxable. Same thing, if you're a married couple and you add up all those incomes that we mentioned before uh, and it crosses $32,000, well then part of your social security becomes taxable. Now, why is this a raw deal? Well, I want you to understand that, you know, most of us cheer. Like every time there's a presidential debate, then Social Security is brought up. People will ask how they think it should be fixed. And no matter what, someone will get up there and say, I am for means testing Social Security. Well, what does means testing mean? Means testing means that the wealthier you are, the less of your Social Security you should be able to keep. And most people would hear that statement and say, you're right, I agree. If the the wealthy people probably don't need as much Social Security, they can give more back. Okay, well, the next question you should be asking yourself is, well, who's wealthy? Who, who, Who do they mean when they say wealthy? And with Social Security, I have good news. Congratulations. Uh, If your income is more than $25,000 in retirement and you are an individual, you are wealthy. Uh, If you're a married couple making more than $32,000 in retirement, congratulations. You are wealthy uh, and you don't need as much of the Social Security as you have been getting. That is what they mean when they say means testing. So, Understanding what's going on and what these things mean uh, is very important. And this is one of the reasons why you have to kind of game plan Social Security. One of the things I like when we do the clear retirement solution is we do a Social Security analysis in there to help identify different strategies, okay? What are the different options you have for taking Social Security and which one makes the most sense uh, given your full circumstances, right? Like if you just look at Social Security by itself, uh, okay, it may say you should take it at full retirement age and your, your spouse can take it when they retire. All right, but you know, what if you wanted to retire before your full retirement age? Say you wanted to wait two years, you know, retire, and then full retirement age was two years later. Okay, well, do you have enough money to support yourself for those two years to make it to that time? You know, a social security analysis by itself isn't going to tell you that. You need something looking at the full big picture. And that's what the Clear Retirement Solution is all about. It's here to help put the big picture in perspective. Let's help you get organized. We know a lot of you need help getting organized and pulling your finances together. You have that junk drawer of financial statements, you know, but let's help you get organized. Let's put everything together and let's see what your current path looks like. How prepared are you for retirement? What sort of income are you looking at? Uh, How much fees are you paying? When should you take social security? Uh, Should you be changing your investment strategy as you get closer to retiring or after you retire? There's so many questions that we can sit down help you get organized and start building a plan that lets you see what your path is and what options you may have to hopefully make things better for yourself. And, you know, this is part of the complimentary process we walk people through when they come and meet with me in either my Worcester or Wadsworth office. Uh, And all you need to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. 0123. Uh, leave us a message. Usually if you're listening to this on the weekend, you know, I don't make my staff work the weekends or anything. Just leave us a message. My staff will give you, a, give us a good time to call you. We'll call you that time. We're not here to hunt you down or bug you or, or you know, pressure you or anything else like that. Uh, but we are here to help you and give you the best information that we can. So 
We talked about one, so Social Security becoming taxable. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. So that number, those 25,000 and 32,000 numbers we mentioned earlier, this is why you're getting the raw end of the deal, folks. Those numbers were established by Reagan back in the early 80s, and they never once have been adjusted for inflation in that entire time. Okay, so when Social Security was becomes taxable was set in 1980 and it is or 1981 or 82, I believe, is when it started. Uh, and uh, it hasn't once been adjusted for inflation in that time. So you've got to think how these things play out. It just means more and more of your Social Security money ends up going back to the government instead of in your pocket. And you've got to think of strategies to help with that. So if that's not tied to inflation, how is the cost of living tied to inflation? Because we got well, a yeah. big one this year. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you, you get costs. And that's why it's such an unfair game, because half your Social Security counts towards making it taxable. So every time they give you a big increase on your cost of living, it's increasing the chances that you're going to pay more taxes on it as well, too. So, you know, most people who are on Social Security will tell you every time there's one of these increases, what they know is, is that a good chunk of it's going to go to Medicare and a good chunk of it's going to go to taxes. And if they're lucky, maybe they have a little bit of extra spending cash each year, but it's certainly not enough to keep pace with the increase in cost of groceries and other things like that. So the system in many ways needs to be fixed and needs to be reevaluated. Unfortunately, the government's just going to wait and sit around because they, they don't they don't have to do anything thing right now. They can make the problem worse and then swoop in and, you know, solve the problem when it's, you know, convenience. I just ran some numbers, Robert. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Okay. Federal um, minimum wage is $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. Working 40 hours a week, you make Mm $31,200. You are wealthy yeah. In the eyes of Social yeah. Security. If you're an individual and you're making just minimum working 40 wage. hours a week making federal minimum wage. And I mean, you got to keep in mind half your Social Security on top of that number. So you'd be at that point where you're actually in the, the wealthier of wealthier brackets if you were just working full time at the federal minimum wage level in there. Uh, think about that when you that, I mean, so again, we're not here just to get I mean, if you're driving, please be calm while you're on the road. Don't you know, don't do anything rash or anything <laughs> like that. We're not here to get you too worked up. Right. But, you know, I mean, these these are the things that we look at when you talk about looking at people's wealth. You've got to understand how the game is played. Like we said, the game is always the same. The game you are playing when it comes to your retirement money is are you smarter than the federal government? Okay, and we're not talking about the elected officials. We are talking about the bureaucrats whose only job is to sit there and figure out ways to get your money to help pay for what the government spends. That's who you're trying to beat right now. And bear in mind, right, like when you started saving for retirement, the whole idea was put the money in here. You will get a tax break now. You'll save money by putting putting it in here right now uh, in your 401k or in your traditional IRA. Later in life, though, don't worry, you'll have to pay the taxes at that time. But, here, you know, because of the fact that you've got all this extra compound interest and tax deferral for 30 or 40 years, you are going to make so much more money over the rest of your life. Okay, that's the way, you know, it was pitched to everybody 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, That was the sales pitch. All right. 
What they didn't tell you in the fine print was, oh yeah, and by the way, while you're waiting, we're going to change the rules on you, and we're going to keep changing the rules on you uh, to where, well, maybe when you spend it later, you might actually be paying more taxes uh, than you realize. Uh, This is where Social Security taxation comes in. You know, that's part of the equation. Uh, But another part of the equation as well, too, is the inheritance tax, right? So they changed the rules. We've done shows on this before in the past. They changed the rules in December of 2019. So right at the very end of 2019, uh, the government went in and changed inheritance rules, and they changed IRA rules. It was the SECURE Act, uh, SECURE Act 1.0, we'll call it. Now, the SECURE Act 1.0 made a lot of changes. There was over 30 different changes they made, Uh, some good, some bad. Like some people were really happy uh, because it used to be at the age of seven. 70 and a half, you were forced to start taking money out of your traditional IRAs and paying the taxes on it. Now, I will tell you, most people are already spending more than what they would be required to take. So it doesn't impact a lot of people. However, there are some wealthier people who haven't needed their IRA money, and those people start getting forced to take money out of their accounts and pay the taxes on it at 70. Well, with the Secure Act, they said, oh, 70 and a half, you can wait, you can go to age 72 uh, at that time. So a lot of people were happy. Hey, we have two extra years where whereby we uh, could you know, go through and uh, delay our taking money out of our accounts. Well, one of the trade-offs they did though is they changed the rules for your kids, right? So when you die and you leave your money to your family after both you and your spouse have died, uh, you know, it used to be that your family, say you had $250,000 in an IRA and you left it to your family, okay? Now, uh, under the old rules, your kids could take that money. Uh, and so we're not talking about spouses here. We're talking about kids or you know extended family members. But uh, they could take it and put the money in an inherited IRA. This way, they would not have to pay the taxes on all $250,000 at once, right? Like no one, no one wants that tax bill for sure. So they allowed you to do that. However, uh, your children would now be required to take money out of the account. Just like you're required at age 72, the people who inherit an IRA were required to take money out every year. The difference being this, when you're 72, the math is designed so that you take a little bit of money out each year and every year it gets a little bit bigger, but by about the time you're 115 or 120 years old, you should have spent all your IRA, right? So, They stretched it out really long to give you plenty of time. That's why they're not forcing you to take a lot of money out each year, okay? And that seems reasonable, right? Well, even when inherited IRAs under the old rules, the person who inherited the money could stretch out how long they could keep the money in there and just take a little bit out each year and pay the taxes on that. But the math was designed so they'd be forced to take a little bit of money out each year and have that increase. And usually right around the age of 85, they should have spent all that money, which for money you've inherited, that seems about fair and reasonable as well, too. So then the SECURE Act comes around, and the SECURE Act says no more of that. If a extended family member or a child inherits an IRA, they can put it in an inherited IRA, but now they must take all the money out within 10 years, 
Okay. And that shrinks the timeline and costs you so much money and the government makes so much more money. So we actually did this example back in 2020 when the, uh, the, the, the rules changed. We said, if you put 250 grand, say you had 250 grand in your IRA and you were just averaging 5% growth rates. We're not assuming a high growth rate or anything else like that. You're in the 12% bracket and we're going to be generous and say your kids are in the same 12% bracket. And when the time came under the old rules at 70 and a half, that's when you were forced to start taking money out. So let's just say you took what you were forced to take and you never took anything else. And, you know, when you died, you left the money to your, you had one kid and you left the money to them. Okay. Over your life, you will have spent $300,000. Assuming you live to age 90, you spend about $300,000. So, all right, not bad. And you leave $225,000 to your family. So you're looking pretty good there. All right. Now, the differences, you know, actually, under the new system, if you got to wait till 72, by age 90, you spent 305000 So you only spend a couple thousand dollars more over your lifetime. It really doesn't change anything. And your tax bill is basically the same in there. Uh, when you die, your kids will get a little bit more money. They'll get 242000 So that sounds like a pretty good deal, right? Well, Unfortunately for our radio listeners, that's about all the time we have for our show. For our podcast listeners, we're going to come back in the bonus segment, and I'm going to explain to you how this is the raw deal that you're getting, plus one of the other raw deals we found. But if you've been listening to the show and you know you need help, you need help understanding Social Security, you need help understanding taxes, then give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, that number is 330-804-0123. You'll call my offices over at Prism Wealth Management, uh, and we'll help you start building a plan that's there to help address some of these issues and answer some of these questions for you. But we'll be right back with more of the Wealth of Ohio podcast for the Wealth of Ohio show listeners. We hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prison Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Matt Gilbert and Robert Darrow, our hosts. Now, Robert, great show today, talking about how you don't, be a, you don't want to be on the wrong side of a deal. And you don't want to let taxes get you down or a bad investment. What are we going to talk about in the bonus segment today? 
So we were talking, you know, a little bit about the raw deal that happens when your kids inherit money now. Okay. So we were talking about how, you know, ultimately uh, the government changed the rules at the end of 2019. And this is, this is why I'm so glad we have the, the bonus segment of the podcast, because, you know, some ideas can't get out in a time frame, like in a time slot. You know, we, we need that extra bonus segment just to kind of finish up some of the ideas that we have. So we were explaining in the last segment how if you had $250,000 and just assuming you're growing it at 5% uh, over the rest of your life and only taking what was required from you under the old rules versus the new rules. And realistically, there really wasn't a big difference. Okay. I mean, you would actually, under the new rules, you would spend a little bit more money over the rest of your life. If you lived, you know, say you retired at 65 and lived to age 90 over that 25 year period, the new rules would allow you to spend about $3,000 more over that 25 years, not per year, total of $3,000 over 25 years. So it's really not benefiting you very much uh, over a, over a lifespan. Um, when you died, you know, under the new rules, your family gets more money even, you know, so uh, instead of inheriting 225,000, they inherit $242,000. Not bad. So you say, wait a minute, Robert, Uh, I get to spend a little bit more money and my kids get to inherit a little bit more money. How am I getting a raw deal? Right. Like that, you know, it seems like a good deal on its face. Well, here's the difference. You know, under the old rules, when your kids inherited that two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. And again, we assumed your child was age 60. Okay, uh, when you when they inherit the money. So uh, that child lives to age 85. So again, we just did another 25 year period. Over their lifetime, they will have spent another $461,000 over that time frame. So that 225, you know, I mean, realistically, when you add it all together, you got to think about this. If you had 250,000 of IRA money, just growing it at 5%, and all you took what was required of you, under the old rules, that $250,000 equaled about $750,000 worth of spending over your lifetime and the lifetime of your kids. Not a bad deal, all right? But the new rules, like we said in the last segment, they don't allow the kids to stretch it out over that 25 years over their lifetime. Now they have to take all the money within 10 years and pay the taxes on this, right? So instead of being able to spend $461,000, they're only able to spend $312,000. So your kids miss out on $150,000 of potential extra money that they could be earning. Okay, this is how it robs you and how you get the raw into the deal. And you may say, you know what? I don't care. It's it was my money. I got a little bit more. They get whatever they get. That's fair, you know. But giving up that much kind of money, I, I don't know. That I think that would stick on the wrong side of most people out there. But what really bothers me about this is we added it up. So here's why the government did this and made this rule change during that 10 year time frame. And assuming your kid just paid a 12 percent tax rate on everything your kid would pay about $13,000 in taxes over that 10-year period under the old rules. Under the new rules, they're paying $37,000 in taxes. So in that 10-year period, their tax bill tripled in that time period, and they're getting less money on top of that as well, too. That's why it's a raw deal. You don't make that much more. Your kids don't make that much more. And even with what extra they inherit, the extra taxes make them give up way more money than they would have before. And aren't you very conservative on the 
tax estimate because okay. that's going to be during their highest earning years that they're currently making plus the inheritance they're forced to take. Yeah, I had that debate too. I mean, I could I could raise I could assume that the kids have a higher tax rate. The one advantage of the ten year rule, and and there's a good article that we put in our newsletter this week from Barron's that kind of goes into this a little bit, is that you know under the old rules you had to take money every year as a smaller amount, but you had to take it out every year. Under the 10-year rule, you can pick and choose what years you want to take it out. So if your child's 60 and they're still working and they're in their higher years, uh, a good advisor would sit them down and say, okay, uh, let's figure out a way to unwind some of these taxes. And there are several strategies. We've had to do this with many clients over the years, whether it's uh, increasing 401k contributions to offset some of the gains that you are making uh, and living more off of the inherited withdrawals. Or at the same time, you can also delay until after retirement and spend the first few years focused on spending that money instead of taking from your retirement savings as well, too. So there's lots of different strategies. So I didn't want to assume a higher tax rate because I'm trusting that you're, if you're listening to this show, I'm trusting that you've actually realized you probably need a financial advisor, whether you're working with me or someone else, and that you have a good financial advisor who would actually give you good advice and help you keep your taxes manageable. But it's even reasonable to assume, I mean, Trump's tax code is what made it 12%. That expires in 2026 and becomes 15% at that time. So, I mean, I could, you could even make that assumption and it would be fair, uh, with it, but what what jumps out to me, and this is this is the easiest way I can break it down, uh, you know, for you guys as well too, as far as uh, how your assets go. Under the old rules, if you had $250,000 of IRA money and you just took what was required of you and your family just took what was required of you and paid the taxes in your pocket after taxes over your lifetime, uh, you would have had about $672,000. Under the new rules, your family has about $543,000. Uh, at that time as well, too. Um, And yes, family could reinvest money just like you could reinvest the money with your RMD money. So that becomes kind of a wash uh, as well, too. So, you know, we try to be reasonable and fair with these numbers, but it doesn't matter if you had $30,000, $300,000, $3 million, $30 million, doesn't matter how much you had, as little as you had or as much as you had. Those rule changes made it so that every family didn't, does not get to keep as much of their IRA money unless they're doing effective tax planning, which is why tax planning is one of the important pillars of the clear retirement solution. You have to develop efficient tax strategies. We're not CPAs or anything. We, we network with CPAs. Uh, we use your CPAs, you know, if, if you already have one uh, and start building strategies and plans that make sense for how to unwind these uh, tax messes because you have social security creating tax problems. You could have inherited money creating tax problems for you. And, and mind you, you know, um, you may say, okay, you know, there's not a big difference in these things. I want you to understand the old rules basically gave the government an extra 20% out of your pocket. Okay. I mean, on top of what you were already giving them. All right. That's, that's the extra that they took in addition to what they were already taking. So, you know, you have to have strategies. You're not saving all this money just so you can give it away to uncle Sam when you die. Okay. If that's the case, start making tax-free donations to the IRS. I'm sure they'll, they'll be happy to take your IRA money now. At least you get to see them use it. Right. You know, kind of like your kids, (laughs) you get to see see them use the money. Now you can see how the IRS uses your money. I think, what did we talk about them destroying the records of 30 million people? 
people intentionally oh, uh, just yeah. just a little while Crazy. ago, right? You know that we're, we we remember yeah. talking about that one. So, you know, but. This is why we do tax workshops as well, too. So if you go on our website, we have a tax workshop coming up. I do these regularly throughout the year because if you ask me where the raw end of the deal is most of the time, it's in the tax traps that the government puts around you. And we do this example because not only do you have to worry about Social Security, not only do you have to worry about inheritance, you could have capital gains that could become taxable to you as well. So you know, most people, when they look at their taxes and most people don't look at their taxes, but the ones that do, okay. Uh, when, when you look at your taxes, you may say, oh, well, I was in the 12% bracket. Okay. I didn't pay any more than 12%. That, that seems good uh, with it. That's cheap taxes. I can pay that. That's not bad. It's better than 20 something percent, right? Uh, well, the problem is because of the way social security becomes taxable, because of the rules that they do on capital gains, we actually do an example in one of our workshop and our tax workshops uh, where for someone in the 12% bracket, there's $10,000 that they take out from their IRA. And on that $10,000, they're paying 50% taxes on that $10,000, even though they're in the 12% bracket. How in the world do you pay 50% on something that should be 12, right? Taxes. The government knows you don't want to pay attention, right? You know, and they're the ones who collect the money. So you have to understand how these things work. You have to put it in perspective. If you want to learn more about efficient tax planning, then you want to come to our upcoming dinner workshop. We're actually going to have a complimentary dinner workshop. We're going to be at the Galaxy Banquet Center uh, in Wadsworth. It's right off Highway 76 in Wadsworth. Uh, we're going to be there Tuesday, July 26th, Wednesday, July 27th. You can come either night. It is complimentary to attend. Uh, we usually put on, you know, get some good information, get some good food in there, give you a time where you can ask some questions. We can do some examples live. But our hope is that you come away having learned something and understanding a little bit better about these tax traps that the government puts around you while you try and spend your money in retirement. It is one of the more difficult things you can do. It's one of the more difficult things you can comprehend. You don't need to understand it all. You just need to understand where you need help and, you know, when it's okay to ask for help. And most importantly, who you should be asking for help. And that's why we're here. We're here to help. We're here to give you good information. We want you to understand, you know, the choices in front of you so that way you can make the best possible decisions for yourself. Uh, so this is why we do the Clear Retirement Solution. This is why we do the workshops that we do. Uh, it's here, hopefully, to help you keep more money in your pocket because in the end, that's that's really all that matters is how much did you actually get to enjoy of that money and did your family get to enjoy of the money you saved? Uh, so if you want to attend this workshop, Again, Tuesday, July 26th, coming right up. We're only we're not far away from that at all. Uh, Wednesday, July 27th, out at the Galaxy Center and Banquet Center in Wadsworth. Come get some good food with us. Give us a call, 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can always visit us on the web at my prismwealth.com. There's an events tab there. There's also a radio tab there. So if you missed any part of our show, you can go check it out or listen to any of our past shows there. Uh, but the events tab is where you would go and you could sign up for this workshop uh, and come out and start learning a little bit more. You know, I mean, inflation, we all, we've talked about it, right, guys? I mean, inflation, it, you know, there's so many things that are taking money out of your pocket right now. Taxes are one of those things where you do have more control than you realize. And maybe you can find some ways to get some money back in your pocket by developing some efficient strategies for yourself. So I think that's about all the time we have for this week. I don't know. Any, any last thoughts, any final ideas, anything we maybe missed, Matt? 
got to comb through everything if you want to maximize your money. You got to uh, have those resources. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not that wealthy people have rules that are written just for them. Occasionally, you may find something like that, but it's not that often. Uh, it's just that wealthy people take the time to understand the rules and build plans that hopefully help them navigate the waters to where they keep more money in their pockets, okay? It's not impossible to win the game, but as Matt said, you, you got to be willing to do the work. We're here to help you do that work. We do a lot of the lifting, but we can't do it without you. Your input does matter if you want a plan that actually makes sense for you, that's customized towards you. And that's why we build your own clear retirement solution when you come meet with us. You can find out more at the workshop or you can just give us a call, 330-804-0123. But that's about all the time we have for our podcast this week, our our bonus segment. Tony, Matt, thanks for being here with me, guys, this week. And to all our listeners out there, we hope you have a great rest of your week and we look forward to talking to you again next time on the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast.